All right, Chooms. Chaos. Screaming. Roll credits. Today on... talk over the intro are we just talking over the intro now it's just set our lives now look at least we didn't swear okay this is this is a step damn up. it shit <laughs> <laughs> welcome in everyone to another presby episode your favorite podcast that currently swears on youtube i swear I'm, by this podcast that's right i am your host sinistar 77 uh but i am not alone Joining the voices in my head today are Chard Monk. How are you today? I'm all right. I'm fighting a bug, and we have a new furry little creature running around our house. But otherwise, we are we're hanging in there. I'm very, very excited to talk about this episode. It's this has been a long time coming. Excellent, excellent. And uh, Jake, how are you? Uh, telling you to burn things as always. And uh, I have a new furry creature in my household, and it's on my face. <laughs> Wait, you told us that you were starting a rap career. Yeah. Is that the caterpillar that's under your nose there? Is that what that is? That's, that's, well, I mean, that that's never going away. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I'm distracted. Right. I'm looking at the top 100 list, trying to figure out what the hell to say at the end no, of this you're, episode. You're fine. You're <laughs> gotta fine. Focus. Fantastic. We only had 15 minutes to get ready for this, so that's cool. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so today, if you couldn't tell from the intro, which you probably couldn't, Today we are talking Cyberpunk 2077 2.0. Uh, this yeah. is actually a bookend for me because my first guest appearance on this podcast before I became a regular host was talking about Cyberpunk at release time 1.0. So we figured uh, we needed to talk about 2.0. Uh, none of us have really had much experience with um, uh, the new the new DLC. I yeah, maybe I've, I've a dabbled. little bit. I've dabbled. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've played enough to see Idris. I can. I, I definitely want to talk a little bit about the DLC. Yeah. But I don't. I there, think it's safe to say we won't have spoilers to talk about. So right. no. And there's there's some cool additions that the DLC brought that extend the rest of the game too that aren't just in Dogtown. So there's sure. some there's some things we can discuss in that too. Yeah. I um I. I I looked up the list today because I wanted to make sure that I, you know, had done my, my research on the changes that were brought, not, not bug fixes. There were tons of bug fixes from 1.0 until, (laughs) until now. Although I'm glad that there's still a little bit of jank. I, I like in all honesty, I am glad because that actually is a little bit of a, of a, um, uh, what, what is it? It gives it, it gives it a little personality. That's what I was going to say. I think it, it keeps the personality for the game. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, one example, we might as well talk about the jank that has survived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one Collisions. example that I have is I <laughs> called my vehicle and it showed up and it drove inside of another vehicle. And I was like, well, how am I going to get into that? So I start running toward it and Boom. And I took damage. The one that it was sitting on, the one that it had climbed in, inside of exploded, you know, like you your, do. Your Uber brought your car. That's right. Yeah. Uber Elon car. is getting his ideas for his auto drive thing from Cyberpunk. Absolutely. <laughs> Oof, hot take. Hot the take AI driver today. doesn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> hot take today. 
we uh, <laughs> um, I, I did I did this something similar, except when I summoned my car and turned around, it was literally in the ground. Like mm. the top of this roof of the car was sticking out of the street and it was just like hanging there. And there was a car behind it honking its horn. And I'm like, <laughs> go around. Go around. <laughs> go around. And or, I could not get into just, it. Or just yeah. drive or yeah. just drive over. Yeah, just go, go over. <laughs> For me, when I know when I first started playing it, the new update, I'm like, oh, they looks like they fixed it. Everything is so polished, everything's so great, it's bug free. And then the very first mission with Jackie, as we after the lady gets picked up by trauma mm-hmm. team and we're mm-hmm. exiting, oh, yeah. Jackie just walks into the room and he just walks right into the row of filing cabinets and they go. <laughs> flying papers flying and he just casually walking through like nobody oh. notices a damn thing and that was like that was so funny to me and that's something i didn't even see in the original that's, that's so. not a bug that's just how badass jackie is it's just fucking fuck <laughs> files jackie don't care. you know what i don't like files <laughs> destroys this is what i think about your papers uh, <laughs> i actually had that same bug too i i I kind of chalked it up as like, maybe the pathing was like, maybe it was a weird pathing happened, but it happened to both of us. So yeah. yeah. Now, but I mean, since then I, I never had it again. And I, I'm going to say this, I, I know going back to the original episode we did on this game when it came out three years ago now, which can you believe it's been three years? Mm-hmm. This has come out. It was not, I mean, there was definitely bugs in the game for sure. But I don't think any of us in that episode had any showstoppers like some people are having. I know the game was very rough on console, mm-hmm. but having played on PC, I think we we're pretty happy with the state of the game when it came out, although it definitely needed a polish pass. I, I, I wanted to actually touch on, because I did have one game-breaking bug at 1.0. Um, I don't know if you remember I talked about this. There's the... It's after you... Um, or you're fleeing the hotel at the beginning. Right. Right. And it's, it's still the, it's still the intro Jackie mission and sorry, people, we're going to talk a little bit of spoilers. It's been three years, three years. Um, yeah, but it's, uh, you're fleeing the hotel and there's a, there's a part where you end up running up and you have to get in an elevator. And on my first playthrough, luckily I had, I had been doing the whole save early save often, and I wasn't overriding the same save again and again. Um, but I ran up there, the, the elevator opened, there were enemies in the elevator. I shot one of them. He died. I shot the other one and he started moving outside of the world. Like you could actually see him spinning outside hmm. of the elevator and I could no longer do anything and the elevator would not function while that was going on. So, wow. Yeah, I'm trying oh. to think of any game breaking ones that I came across when I first played. I, and I, I did have one actually. You're right. I think same, I have, same area. I have fallen into the cyberspace once, but that was weird. Yeah, where you just you just fall into the fucking framework and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, there's the mm-hmm. world. <laughs> no, I had the same I, the same mission as you, Sinstar. The escape. One of the guards had a key, and he felt the geometry, and I had to reload a save. But mm-hmm. like you, I was just. I mean, I'm. When you're on PC and you're and you're playing a game like this, an RPG, you learn to never delete your saves or overwrite your saves, and you're always saving new files. Like it's it's just a, it's just something that's ingrained in you from the '90s. You always make new saves. Yeah. So I didn't really have an and issue you save with twice, it, but that was a bug. Right. You always save twice yeah. on the same save. You go boop boop, and that's where our anxiety <laughs> comes from. Yeah. No, I I remember playing the original old Sierra games, and the manuals yeah. literally said we always said you know say SESO. Or yeah, save save early, save often, right? Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but those games, I mean, those games mistreated you. Like if, yeah. if you want to, if you want to know about game punishment, go play an early Sierra game. It punishes you for being creative. Mm. So, yeah. But the problem with the old Sierra games was the points. I used to hate the mm. points in some of those games where you mm. get to the end of it and you didn't get all the points and you're like racking your brain. And what did I miss? What small <laughs> item did not type to pick up? You didn't right. set the at. you didn't set the stone down on the beach after yeah, picking you it up. You the didn't forest. look at the stone. You just picked it up. You didn't scan it. <laughs> Shut up, Graham. Get bed. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. So okay. So um, yeah, game breaking bugs. I only had the one early on, and I know uh, uh, Werewolf wanted to join us. I think if he were here, he would talk about one bug. It wasn't game breaking, but he was disappointed that got fixed. Now I think this got fixed long before 2.0, but he could, he could literally drive his, his motorcycle up people and like launch them, launch himself like 20 feet into the air. So yeah. 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 Wolf actually was like, I missed the first version. I missed the earlier version. Uh I liked how janky it was. Um, yeah, for sure. Part of it for him, though, is because he uh, he went deep into his character customization, and he was making, I think it was Michael Keaton from Family Ties for some reason. Uh-huh. And he had a he had a bizarre, eclectic outfit on, <laughs> because in, the, in 1.0, armor stats were a thing, and they mattered, and, right. and sometimes the best armor stats was not the most ideal piece of clothing you're wearing. Like, right, sometimes right, you'd be wearing right. gym shorts with a leather jacket because the stats were better. Wait. So that's, something, that's why he <laughs> that's, did the way he did. Wait, wait, wait. That's that's not a pro. Um, I'm wearing that I mean, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I don't wear pants shorts since the pandemic and, started. Uh, but, you know, you know, and a business suit. <laughs> Add well, a fedora and a tie, and you're good to go. <laughs> I think that's actually a good segue because um, one one of the key points in 2.0 is um, clothing is is mostly cosmetic now. So thank God I actually like that. I I was weird about that. I was like this, these fucking glasses are cool as hell, but they're like one armor point while the, the (laughs) googly eye glasses that I don't want to wear are the best in the game. Why do you think I wear glasses? These are not functional. These are plus six armor. My friend Uh (laughs) It slays ogres too. It never made sense that a glasses gave armor, right? Or that a t-shirt gave you extra hacking ability. It's a fucking t-shirt with the smiley face on it. Like it's got micro weave in it, Jake. Yeah. (laughs) It's got nano weave. More techno babble than Star Trek. Better life through (laughs) circuitry clothing. There you go. Yeah. The fabric of our net. In in this game, and I'm I'm surprised again. I guess I was surprised when I first played it. There's like a lot of cool cosmetic stuff you can wear, like from jackets to to hats and glasses and masks, the whole nine yards. But you never see it in game unless you ride a motorcycle because there's no third person camera in this mode. This is a first person only game. Right. Even the mirrors, if you want to look at a mirror, you have to like deliberately go to it, start a conversation and talk to it. Like there's no way to see your character otherwise. It's almost like a waste to have all this stuff in the game. Just run around naked. It's good. Fair. I I might have done that for a while. <laughs> I ran around with no shoes because I forgot to equip a pair because I messed <laughs> up with the new uh, wardrobe system. So I was running around in net net runner scuba suit and no shoes and for no shoes. maybe five oh, six man. hours. I didn't even you know notice. How cool if they put like 
if they put uh, swim fins on and your character actually like <laughs> flop, 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 flop. <laughs> net runner fins. Yeah. And like nobody responds to you. So, I mean, you could do that. Like the, <laughs> the style of this game was always weird to me. Like there's that one character you meet later on river who he's a, de- a police detective, but he's got the one earring in the one ear, a cybernetic eye and a fur jacket. Mm-hmm. I never understood the style choice between a giant fur jacket yet he's supposed to be like a serious police detective it didn't it never he's matched the, for me he's the george michael of police detective. right right I, I guess i just it just didn't fit the character or, design or, to me or uh know. what's his name's character from dirk gently right i mean yeah <laughs> i don't know like panam with the thong underwear like all right that's a stretch but i get it that's fine she, like, everything else she wears leave the body Judy suit alone man <laughs> Yeah, Judy's the only one that like dresses like you would see someone walking around in overalls and a fucking wife beater. Like that's yeah. you see that here. You know that's so normal. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's <clears> the <throat> realism. I, I right. just found this. That's why I like weird. it. It's real. <laughs> so, so they changed they changed um, uh, clothing to be mostly cosmetic, which now means that most of your armor tends to come from cybernetics and cyberware. Yeah. So, but they've also changed that so that that actually the amount of cyberware that you can use is tied to your level. And that I actually think I actually appreciate that. I kind no, of, too. um, it kind of feels it, 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 you know, it, it, uh, pleases the D and D 2.0 or AD and D nerd. It's like, yeah, I mean, I like my Thacko. I mean, <laughs> it, 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 it gives me a little, little bits of warm fuzzies there that's fair it's it's neat and if you ever find that you want more cyberware like if your character you're you're trying to build is is meant to be more cybernetic there's like a whole tree in the perk system now that gives you more cyberware is, is based on that kind of idea so there's a there's a path if you want to be over kitted out with chrome sure. i tried that like the one of the one ability is like um you can go 50 percent more over your cyberware limit but it, it costs you a health point for each. So you kind of get the glass cannon kind of feel to it. So I, I appreciate that. So cybernetics is core to the gameplay, but if you really, really want to focus on it, you can totally do that. And you're just a badass. And like, you get so much armor from certain mods. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. I like the, uh, the skin enhancements that make your, you know, make your armor abilities go up and then you can, you can level them up. Cause I know you can get, you can get the tiered stuff, but I don't remember in the original version if you could level up the stuff you already had to higher tiers. I didn't think I you could. Think so. so you can no. like add components into your already used cybernetics to upgrade its armor, its power, whatever. And I do like that each Ripper Dock, before it was like you had to go to a certain Ripper Dock to find mm. a certain enhancement you want. Now they have... Um, attachments like poison or freezing or shock and and those are found but you can still find all the same cybernetics in whatever ripper dock that you go to so it's not like i gotta go across town to go get the mantis blades because all i have is the mono whip over here and you're like i don't right. i don't want to go across town i don't want to waste the time to do that so it's it's pretty cool yeah. you just find a ripper dock and there you are speaking of ripper docks you made me think of the uh the 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 opening mission um and going back through and starting again and doing the opening mission, it still tore me apart. 
Oh, oh Jackie? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. That's, That's why this game was always so good, right? The narrative in this game was was so much better and that's that's the big takeaway for me it was that the narrative still holds up three years later i like the story in this game quite a bit same i love jackie i love keanu reeves i like all the characters in this game i like how Except you can river. you don't like river that's true i like that there's yeah. um there's almost we were talking about fable last week for one of our top 100 and uh i like how there is kind of a it's not really like a morality system in the same way but how you can change how you treat your relationship with Johnny Silverhands throughout the game. So you could be like a total asshole to him. And then as your discussion goes, it, it drifts into a, you know, you don't like each other kind of thing. And then certain um, missions that you can do for Johnny don't show up because of your relationship with him mm. and, and all this other stuff. So it's kind of cool to be like, I'm going to be a total asshole in this play and, or this one I'm going to, I'm going to completely relate. And, and then you get a whole bunch of other stuff that's unlocked with it. So, um, that the storyline with Johnny and and Keanu Reeves playing the character is I it, it was so weird watching Keanu Reeves play him at first because he's such a like I mean he's he, he does John Wick and everything but he doesn't talk yeah. a lot in John Wick right it's more just action him yeah. kicking ass but like the way he's speaking and how aggressive he is when he's talking and everybody knows that Keanu is pretty pretty chill dude like he's a pretty mellow guy yeah. you're just like wow damn he's really he really gets into the character of Johnny Silverhands you're like yeah okay yeah sold. Absolutely. What's weird though, I don't want to go off a tangent on you, uh, Sinister, but but speaking of Johnny and Kenna Reeves, Chard, I watched you play a little bit on stream a few weeks back. Mm -hmm. And you have the um is it a pre-order bonus for Phantom Liberty that gives you that yuppie skin for for Johnny Silverhand? Yeah, yeah, it's with got the, the weird they comb call over it, and the they suit. call it the cursed the cursed skin. Yeah, you get that with uh I don't know if because watching the watching Johnny Silverhand's voice come out of that model was weird <laughs> though. I don't know. I, since I've, it's been so long since I played with the original skin that I'm, it's, I'm almost used to it now. Playing with the fucking the emo half haircut Johnny's overhand, <clears throat> yeah. with the fucking still, shirt open. You know, you're like, wow, okay. I still want his gun. I still want Johnny's gun. I got it. I actually got it's it on my good. last playthrough. I found it, yeah. and yeah. his car. You can get his car too, which is sick. Nice. Oh, I didn't get the car, but I got the gun. Well, yeah. that's a good segue as well. Because uh, one of the other updates that they did was um, kind of a, an entire revamp of car combat, mm. right? So, oh, man. Um, you used to you used to basically be able to like lean out and shoot, and you could like, and now if you have certain weapons, you can actually shoot through like the windshield, and and then you can also get vehicles that you can strap weaponry on top of, right? Weaponized vehicles are yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, and then there's also all sorts of, um, perks. Like there's, there's a perk that gives you kind of quick hacking on like other vehicles. You can actually quick hack mm -hmm. another vehicle while you're mm -hmm. in vehicle combat. Right. Yeah. I mean, yep. so, um, yeah, totally revamped car combat feels entirely different. So, and it's yeah, fun. It's, it's smooth and it's, it's yeah. really well executed. There's a lot of, uh, missions where you're picking up, other cars or you're trying to get away from something and they're chasing you down. And instead of just ramming you or doing a cut scene of you hanging out the window, like you said, you can actually have a car that's weaponized and turn the weapons on and use them. And I like that. They're not like, 
they're not turrets. Like you got to, yeah. it's got to be right in front of you. To, no, like, you, they are hard mounted. You have to yeah. like aim yourself at, at whatever you want to shoot. Um, and there's a whole level of difficulty of, of aiming and driving at the same time. It's, it's yeah. definitely a, a difficult. It's state. still janky. Like I, it's well, more fun than it was before. At least you can do car combat because it makes sense in this world, but I still find it janky. Like I'm shooting at tires and half the time I'm shooting at the tires and they still don't explode and go out. Unless I'm missing something, but I'm glad it's there. I'm glad they changed it. They also changed the vehicle physics when you're driving. It's a lot better handling yeah. when it comes to controls than it was in, in 1.0. But I will it's say a little, that a vehicle driving still holds, holds that jank factor for sure. It does. Like yeah. one of the things that I actually learned from watching you chart, I never realized this. I kept my hand on the mouse and I kept trying to like aim oh, with so the, yeah. like, no. No, let, and, uh, when you're driving a car <laughs> in this game, let go of the mouse. Yeah, hand up. Hand up because it centers it for you and then yeah. it yeah. and then it connects the camera to the car so it turns wherever you're turning. But when right. you do combat, you have to use the mouse to aim your shit. So you're you're fucking running into everything because you're still trying to shoot behind you or next to yeah. you and still steer. It's it's definitely it'll cross it'll give you cross eye real quick. <laughs> <clears throat> but yep. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the added car combat to all that, and and speaking of cars, one of the DLC additions is uh, you can go and do car stealing missions where you can go find cars that are on one of the fixers' radars while you're driving around, and it shows up as a little steering wheel on your map, mm. and take that, and then it's like Grand Theft Auto where you take you steal the car, and then you take it to that fixer, and he puts it in a garage. But while you're doing that, of course, you're getting mobbed by police other gangs other assholes yeah. and you're trying to get it there in one piece while they're still like shredding you with bullets it's right. uh, it's a cool those are cool missions i like those but they are definitely very very difficult <clears throat> yeah they're very tough it's for el capitan i think there's a there's an yeah. introductory mission i remember doing with him and it's it's fun and i like how it's procedural so if you miss one don't worry about it there's like another one that gets randomly created later mm. on like it's every yeah, hour if one you up. want <laughs> Yeah. I silly blew it up. I came tearing ass in with my mechanized gu- a car and just was shredding everybody and blew the damn car up. So I drove away. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. So we've touched also on skill tree and that's something important that changed as well. They revamped a lot of the skills. Um, one of the things I like about it is you actually can refund skills with no, yes. with no like risk of, of losing points or anything. The one difference is, is they did change. Um, you, you used to previously be able to refund uh, your ability points mm. that you can't do. Well, you can do it once and then that's, mm. that's all you get. So if you get, you know, to level, I don't know, whatever, 30, 35, whatever. And you're like, I don't like this build. You get one time to refund your, your ability points. But honestly, I think, I think if you play long enough, the ability points kind of become, okay, I've got enough ability points and now I'm just building my skill trees however I want. Right. So yeah, I have enough skill points. I'm not even, I'm only maybe halfway through the game playing through again. And I have enough to max out at least two of the attributes and mm-hmm. the perk trees. Third one's not, uh, is not a problem. And, and I could probably do halfway through a fourth. There's also like this game is also all over uh, mod Nexus, mm-hmm. and there's a very simple mod you can install that lets you refund your attributes whenever you want. So this is what this is what, it's like the the inventory restrictions in Witcher Three. It's like a quick INI file mod. It's the same thing with Cyberpunk. I just turned that on, 
Because like part of the, part of the fun of this game is just to mess around the building until you find a character that clicks with you. Sure. So I, I I've I have no conscious I have no guilt turning that mod on. Um, that I wanted to I wanted to call out one of my favorite skills that I've seen Char use quite a bit, which is the lead and steel. Uh, yeah is that the deflection with the the uh stuff yeah yeah so you know you go in the beginning you go through all the cybernetic uh or the cyber like training for your weapons and then in the game you're like okay swords are cool katanas are cool whatever and then you get this perk and you're like ha now i'm running up on dudes that have machine guns man with my sword you know the, the katanas were like to at first it just seemed like they were just like there's, this is cool, but I want a gun, right? But all the perk trees, and they, I think they did a lot of that design after the anime came out on uh, the Netrunner mm-hmm. show on mm-hmm. uh, Netflix, I think. And uh, like they based their skill tree off of a lot of that stuff. And um, yeah, that the katanas are cool as hell now. Like you don't even need a gun. Like when you get those perks like boosted, you're just crushing it. You're just slicing everything around you, and it's like. Bullets can't touch you anymore, especially with that that specific perk. It's it's cool as hell. Yeah. What about uh, Jake? What about uh, you? Any mods or perk or sorry, any perks that uh, have come up that you uh, you've 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 absolutely adored? Yeah. Sorry, I dropped a few frames there. Um, yeah, I I definitely. So my problem with these this usually when I play these single player RPGs and I play it for a second time, I always fall in the trap of redoing what i did the first time mm-hmm. but at least when i did that with this game or like this patch at least there's enough things different that it feels completely different i also did katanas and uh instead of the quick hacking though i subbed out the quick hack module for a uh, sand division which is the slow motion the stop time thing mm-hmm. and that's cool as hell and when i first when i first tried it because I, I wasn't sure i really felt i missed quick hacks because quick hacks is what lets you you know stun enemies turn sure. off cameras all that cool yeah. stuff yeah but when you have the slow mo and you kick that in instead, it does make up for it in that I can I can slow mo and I can run past cameras. I can slow mo. Right. I can gr- run in slow mo into a crowd of, of three or four dudes, slash them all with the sword, finish moves the whole nine yards, and then duck out in the seconds I have slow mo, and it feels completely cyber ninja like. It's really cool. Um, I did mess around the other the third option, which is your um, berserker. Like it's like a rage module. Mm-hmm. So I, I feel like they definitely expanded that so that you don't necessarily need to always take quick hacks. There's definitely viability in the sand division and the, in the, uh, the rage module. And that was cool as hell. I love that slow-mo feeling. It was um, that. And then there's an optic camo one, which I've also had a lot of fun with too. I've used that one quite like stuff a bit. I didn't even give time of day last time I played this game. Yeah. I didn't even know some of that stuff was available until this, this go around and you talked about it, Jake. I was yeah. like, there's a slow motion thing. And then I was digging through the Ripper doc stuff. Cause like I said before, if he didn't have it, you couldn't, you didn't get it. Right. So you, I, I was like at the th- same three damn Ripper docs cause I didn't know where to go and was still trying to find my way in the world. And I, I started, but I, I was like you, I was like, man, I miss these quick hacks. Cause I'll be hiding behind something. I was like, shit, I can't quick hack the camera. I can't turn it off. This is, this is going to be a problem. And I never thought to myself that I could just high speed past it. And it wouldn't even see me if, if we use the slow-mo. So yeah. that might be something I change out. <clears throat> nice. Awesome. Uh, let's see. I'm going through my list here. So, Oh, a uh, big update to police behavior. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
<clears throat> so it used to be that in, in 1.0 or one point, whatever, basically cops just kind of showed up when they needed to, like they just kind of popped into existence. Mm-hmm. And now you have really patrolling, uh, police, uh, police officers. You actually have a heat buildup when you're fighting them, stuff like that. So, um, it feels, I, I feel like they brought a level of realism yeah. to that. They used to disappear when you went inside. That was mm-hmm. the thing I remember from the first game. Like if you're getting chased by cops, duck into a building and they're gone. They, right. they now chase you. Not, yeah. not as much as I would like, but they definitely have better AI. I like the, um, you can't drive like an asshole. Like if you drive too much like an asshole and you just run into shit all the time, they will send the cops yeah. on you, even if they're nowhere near you. You will see like, and, yeah. and it's cool because they'll do like the scanner, be like car 44, there's a, uh-huh. a reckless endangerment, like whatever code is out there. And it's always uh-huh. some snarky like, hey, that's in my neighborhood. I'll take you to tacos sometime or some shit. You're like, all right, there's some realism realism to this too. It's pretty funny, like some of the, the comments that are made where they're like, oh, I was just about to get off work. Fine, I'll go let go do it. You know, like- I was cop, one day like, from retirement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there was, um, def- there was one like mission I did where you had to um, escort a guy in your car to a, to a warehouse or whatever. And then he, mm-hmm. there's a, it's scripted. I think it's the one where you have to, the guy who's got the cyber dick problem. So I scooped him up and we're traveling and I got to the end and it was, and it was, it, everything was being thrown in your way. Like, you know, literally like the two guys with the paint, paint of glass type of trope, the yeah. cart full of watermelons, mm-hmm. all this, but cyber tongue themed. And I got to the end and as I was pulling into the parking lot, I pulled into the wrong side. So I had to back up and as I was backing up, I backed over a pedestrian and I lost the mission because the cops Grandma. got involved. You're supposed to do it without the cops getting involved. I was so pissed off. That was a 10 minute <laughs> sequence. I had to start all over again and yep. not hit any pedestrians. So, but it was still cool though. It was pretty funny. Well, and from what I understand, I haven't had this happen, but from what I understand, if you build up your heat, uh, your heat meter far enough, it's whatever that elite level, uh, uh, cops, they show up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I heard that. I think I've gone as high as three or four. I, I haven't gotten to like the maxed out heat level just yet. So. Yeah, the the yeah. the ones that fly in in their little transport and drop yeah. down. Apparently, they eventually show up and they uh, they uh, they wreck your shit. So, so just let's go drive in on the outskirts. Yeah, see if you can see if you can dip them out there. There you go. <laughs> it's cool though. I think it makes the the world feel a bit more alive, which is good. Yeah, sure. Because that was there's one of consequences my to your actions, and 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 you feel yeah. like that's what cyberpunk should be. Is there's a lot of consequences to a lot of the poor decisions you make. And at first, it was like it was all in the dialogue, right? You can decide mm-hmm. on how your consequences need to be, but you could still drive around like a total piece of shit and take out like eight people, and the cops are like, "We're just here to get our coffee," you know? They don't <laughs> yeah. they don't respond or anything, and you and you drive past like five of them, and they're like, "Oh, hey, that guy just killed like twenty people." You, you know? Do you guys see anything? I didn't see shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you fire a gun accidentally in the middle of a crowd, and they just converge on you like fucking out of nowhere. You're like, "I'm sorry, I was trying to run, and I pressed the wrong goddamn button. I'm sorry." <laughs> you fix these controls. What the hell are controls? Yeah. Jesus. It's it's one thing though, like it does it does make the world feel more alive, and that's it was a mistake. It was a thing I had an issue with in in one is that the world, the city, was built so detailed, and there's so much there, and it's it's great, and there's dozens of people on the sidewalks, but nobody there's nobody you really interact with. You really only interact with a handful of NPCs. Considering mm-hmm. that's improved a little bit in two with the cops and some other things, but 
it does still feel like it's mostly for show and, yeah. and i get why that is it's not grand theft auto but I, w- I wish you could interact more with like street vendors or the kiosk guys or the flea market areas i wish you could talk to more people and buy things even if it's junk crap i wish there's more there's more talking there but there, i'm gonna there isn't still. throw up a counterpoint though like you've got that which it's annoying from an aspect of like you're you you, you can't talk to many people and then you've got skyrim where every single motherfucker Shut says that they used to be an inve- a, a great adventurer <laughs> until, until they got shot in the knee. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Or another civilization needs your assistance. You're like, fucking fall out. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Please stop yeah. talking to me. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit about your little town. <laughs> yeah. But it'd be small things, you know, like, so there's a, there's a motel you stay at early on in the story. If you go back to the motel afterwards, you can't stay the night there anymore. And it would have been nice if I could, because I had I, I wanted to stay there because I was low on health and, and shit hit the fan and I wanted to wait till the morning. And there's an in-game system for waiting and that's fine. But I thought, I'm right next to the Pan Am's hotel. Why don't I just go there and, and stay the night? He doesn't mention anything about getting a room. You can't buy a room or buy an inn. And I kind of mm. wish they had that from Skyrim. I don't need every single person walking up to me with a quest. That's one of the complaints I had Ooh. about 1.0 is all the text message quests. Yeah. But uh, I wish there was a little bit more interactivity. <laughs> Jake yeah. wants to sleep off the heat. <laughs> it's been a yeah, rough night, and it's guys. Fine. <laughs> well, I've it's like heard. The role, like, I don't, when I play these games, sorry, Sinister, but like when I play this game, I refuse to fast travel. I didn't even know fast traveling existed when I first played this game. And even though I know it's there and I see the, tra- the fast travel points, I never touch them. I always drive to every destination. I love driving across the city. I yeah. got the bike from Akira in the game now, and I just I zip across the city. It's nice. fun as hell. I love doing it. I think but I like that just an ounce of RP where I can I just stay the night at this this desert hotel. But I think the three of us like to drive the city. I think oh, it hell was yeah. Wolf. I think it was Wolf that's like, oh, fast travel is the greatest thing in the world. And I'm like, listen, there, if I'm looking, if I'm looking for graffiti tarot, or I'm trying to find collectibles throughout the world i will fast travel just because it's i'm trying to do it quickly and pick them up but if it's like mission to mission i drive from one end of the map to the other if you're gonna buy the damn cars that are out there why don't you use them use the cars so i loved i love driving around the cars and and now that we're getting like some more like different styles of cars and the combat of the cars and whatnot I got my favorite car already with the with the guns mounted on the front, mm. and uh, I love cruising around the city. And then somebody pisses me off, I just light them up, <laughs> and then then I got to run from flee, the heat and you know? then flee the cops. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's a whole nother level, and it adds like like Jake said, it adds another level of realism while playing the game. You know, you just drive around. But yeah. if I'm trying to grab a collectible or if I'm looking on something online, I'm like, oh yeah, there's something here I wanted to get. I'm just going to do it real quick because it's going to take me 15 minutes to drive to it as opposed to I've got 10 minutes to play. So I need to do it real quick. Then I'll, then I'll fast travel from one point to the other. But when it comes to like the missions and like when we settle in and we stream, I try not to fast travel too much because I like to take in the realism of the world and and you can see some cool shit. I do want to call out. Um, I think, I think that this is something that, um, CD project has done incredibly well that, you know, and I love, I love my Skyrim. I loved my Oblivion. I loved my Morrowind. Like I loved Fallout 3, Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas, amazing. But when you look at the actual length of the of the like the main quests in those games, they're actually really short and it's because they expect you to go talk to everyone. 
right? Mm-hmm. And what CD Projekt has done is they have made a really cool story front to back in in both The Witcher and in in uh, uh, Cyberpunk. And now that, you know, supposedly the DLC, I haven't experienced it yet. I own it, but I haven't. But I mean, I think that where they basically looked at is they're like, we can either have you talk to every motherfucker or we can, we can build a story. Right. And let's concentrate on the story. And so I think that's really probably the reason that you don't see as much interaction as you do in say a Bethesda game. And that's because they basically were like story is first and foremost and Bethesda is like the world, the open world is first and foremost, and we'll tack right. a story inside of it. That makes sense. I mean, there's still plenty of stuff to do. Even, even Jake oh, watching yeah. me stream them or just like, just do these other missions. You are going to get so yeah. lost in everything that's up. Cause I'm trying to not, you know, trying to go from the, the bottom up and tick them all off. And you're just, and it's just like, there's so much. It's the completionist. It's yeah, the completionist. So much to do. And I'm like, it's, it's hard for me to just do main storyline stuff when I've got all this shit underneath it. That's the reason I never finished the Witcher. Cause I'm like, I can't get all this done in a reasonable amount of time. I can't do it. And that's I can't reason, let it just sit. That's the reason I never finished oblivion. Hmm. And when I got Skyrim, I was like, okay, I am going to do the main story from front to back before right. I do any side quests. And then like literally like 10 hours later, I'm like, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I will say though, cause I know, I know I mentioned you guys offline as well. There's a lot of side quests that are in your, your log book, mm-hmm. but there's not really a quest to them. Like a lot of them are just points of interest and you right. get like maybe a, a few lines of dialogue and you get a really cool item. Right. Like there, there was one where it was a garbage dump and there was a really cool item there. And that was the quest. So the, a yeah. lot of the side quests you come across are just points of interest, but there was also a lot of in-depth side quests, especially with the, the um, romanceable characters like, like river, Judy, Panam and all them, those quests are pretty, pretty substantial. And those are worth doing hundred percent. Or, or but like the taxis. stuff with, um, uh, Delamine, I'm not going to do a second time. The stuff that's with the um the the car stealing, I'll do a little bit of that, but I didn't really focus on it. Or the cyber psycho quests, I would love to do all those, but it's it's too time consuming. So I kind of just pick well, a few that look interesting and move on. I will say for those those that are listening, if you haven't played this game before, or you haven't done the Delamine missions, go do them. They're pretty funny. At least once, a, yes. There's a good there's a de- a decision that you can make towards the end of it that can sway some things so i i think the delamine ones definitely i did it twice they're, they're both worth you know doing doing whatever in my opinion um i had something i was going to say and i can't remember what it, what it was oh some of the stuff like since you get to play as a corpo or an outlander or you know all the other the, yeah the, uh, street, street, street kids, street kids. Some, some of the um some of the missions that like unlock specific uh, i want to say legacy but you know what i mean like like character class stuff like one of the one of the the outskirt ones gets you your car back that you mm-hmm. had at the beginning of the mission and somebody took it when you were doing the Jackie stuff and you didn't have your car anymore but if you follow one of the missions you go out into the badlands and you find it and somebody stole it from you and you could be a dick and steal your car back and and then and then you have <laughs> wait, wait, wait. It in your and your thing for are like you, are you the dick or were they the dick <laughs> a little bit of both 
Who stole? She it was like, she was like, it was my way out of town, and I'm like, bitch, this ain't my car, you know. I was like, give me my fire. I was like the fucking flavor of love ladies. I was like, bitch, you fucking pulled my weave, and you know, we fight over the damn car. But then I, ch- I chase her off, and I'm like, and that's the car that Sinistar goes, yeah, that transmission sounds like shit. <laughs> like, well, I built it, so yeah, yeah. it probably does. <coughs> did did you buy like any a- vehicles in the game at all, or no? What's that? I, I so did you did Delamain's quest. You got his his car, I think, out of, yeah. out of the quest. But did you yeah, buy you any did. vehicles in the game, or just use the stock one you had from the beginning? Oh no, I I've been buying them all. I've been buying what I can. I, okay. When I need another vehicle, I just take it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, let's be. Honest. I like having them available to me so I can use them wherever I want because I well, want a specific ride. I can sure. call it instead of like. I mean, there's definitely the ooh shiny factor, but I like the gun. I like the cars with the weaponized front end. And that's out in the Badlands to go get those. You have to like drive out there to find one. So I just was like, fuck it. I'll just have it come and deliver to me. Uber car, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I bought a motorcycle for, like that looked like is out of Akira. So anime, yeah. if, if it goes the near max speed and when you're in the Badlands and you just zipping across, it's hilarious. As long as you don't hit something, the moment you hit something, you go flying and you're dead. <laughs> But it's fun. But, the, the journey is fun. But can you There's, drive um, up pedestrians? No, you can't. Well, just, I mean, I'm usually following the rules of the road. I just happen to be going twice as fast as anybody else. But uh, there's a lot of vehicles in the game. That's really cool. But my thing was um, you can't carjack unless your strength is high enough. Because I'm playing yeah. with a build where I have the technical abilities really high. So I can steal from parking lots. But I can't steal in the middle of the street. The first time I tried carjacking and I couldn't open the door and they just ran me over. <laughs> it was was pretty freaking funny. Yeah, I got to say. Yeah. And I'm the opposite. I, I have a high strength build and gorilla arms and I'm ripping off doors, but I can't break into a car that's sitting in a fucking parking lot, except I can rip open doors to other places. I just can't get this car because I'm not smart enough to open you, the damn door. You walk door. up to it. You're like, don't yeah, understand. Too stupid. Person don't must be under- driving to enter. <laughs> yeah. Where's, where's the driver for me to throw out? Right. I wanted to go back to the cyber psycho thing that you brought up because initially in the, in the, the first version, uh, cyber psychos had a level and you couldn't fight them unless i mean you could but they were next to impossible in certain levels but oh, then they yeah. made everything blanket like level like everything scales, scales, scales with your character yeah. so you can go and do all the cyber psycho stuff like right off the bat and not worry about getting your ass kicked and i ripped through all of those because there was one that i was stuck on forever over by the damn pier and that mm. chick just kicked the shit out of me every time and i went in with freaking revenge in my eyes and i annihilated her she jumped on top of the bus shelter and i couldn't get up there because i didn't have the jumping legs uh, at the time yeah. and she just stayed up there staring at me i had to like kind of kite her off the top of the building it was hilarious <laughs> but that she was tough even with the scaling yeah. i'm i'm not sure i'm sold on the level scaling yet because skyrim does this too it it ensures your the game is not easy is ne- none of the right. encounters are easy but none of them are very hard either so I don't know if that's good or bad. It definitely makes Cyberpunk more of a narrative. It's more of an interactive story than it is a game mm-hmm. at this point. So I'm not sure if I like the scaling or not. I dig it because it, it, it gives me accessibility to to go through and do all the fun stuff. And it, you know me, I like to feel like a badass. So I got gorilla arms and I'm doing the fight the kid missions and I'm just beating the shit out of every single person in the ring, you know, and then it just it just helps progress the story. I mean, it's not. Some of the stuff is hard. Like there's definitely some things that I've died on, you know, that wasn't that was scaled. But like a lot of the side stuff that I just want to knock out and move on, you know, you can go rip through those pretty quick and get it done. 
I, I beat up that dude and stole a sniper rifle and I was I was carrying that sniper rifle for a long goddamn time. That thing is OP when you first start out. Yeah. <clears throat> Sniper's well, pretty good. I love Johnny's handgun. I use that because his handgun's the one where if you do the melee attack, it's the fire. I think yeah. it is. That, that's that was yeah. pretty badass. Otherwise, I'm using um there there's the, the one of the best katanas in the game was the Satori. And in 1.0, you kind of had to like exploit the game to get it early. So they took that exploit out. But what they did in exchange is they put it on a vendor in Dogtown in the DLC. So I found I came across it pretty early on. Nice. And that thing is is amazing. So I, I love the katana. I'm mostly doing melee and occasionally use the, the handguns. But yeah. I'm having fun with that. So looking at my list, because I, I do want us to get to um to the DLC at least a little bit, but um a couple the the last couple items that I had were they changed uh stamina. So the jumping and sprinting don't really consume stamina, but um, you do lose it while shooting. And that actually has changed so that you actually suffer less accuracy when you start losing stamina. Yeah. I actually like that. I like that Me quite too. a bit. Me too. Yeah. That's like the widening, widening ret- reticle, right? Where it's not like yeah. pinpoint mm-hmm. and, and you're trying to hit things and you're fucking winging shit left and right while you're trying to get away or trying to get to a, an area. The combat in the game feels good. It, it, it did to begin with, but again, we were playing it on PC, so we weren't playing on PS4 or any of that stuff, but it felt good. It felt smooth. It still feels smooth. It still feels good to like jump behind something. And, and, and I like the fact that you can do an espionage, sneaky kind of playthrough if you want to, or you could just yeah. go in guns blazing. And I, I've, I've always liked the games that allow you to do either or, so you don't screw it up you can just be like, fuck, well, now I got to kill everybody, you know, instead of just trying to get to one point or the other. And I, I, uh, I do appreciate that about that. So I, I do like the, the hindrance of, of actual reality. If I'm running and gunning in real, I mean, in real life with a cybernetic arm, um, it could be hard for me to hit a target if I'm, you know, too tired to hit it. So I, I appreciate you, that. You, you have that problem too. Yeah, I do too. I do. I, do. Yeah. I have the one cybernetic eye and the too big a earring. And it and mm. it throws it throws off my aim. <laughs> you kind of need that fur jacket to, to and keep the fur jacket. Yeah, the fur yeah. jacket helps equalize yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I um, do like that in the DLC too. There was one quest where you can talk your way through it, or you can just go on guns blazing. And I, I was kind of in a rush, so I kind of went guns blazing. Got my ass handed to me, but I could have done it if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. So I like to give you that freedom. They give you the the choice of what you want to play as, and that's that's yeah. good. Right, and a lot of that can be initiated in conversation. And that's cool. Yeah. Like you could talk your way out of it if you're like a high enough level of, you know, technical or intelligence or whatever. Sometimes you can back your way out of like a tough situation or you could just be like me and Mongo yourself through everything and just be like Hulk smash. And you know what? I'm tired. And you just punch the dude in the face and his uh-huh. head explodes and then you <laughs> destroy everyone around you. It's, it's neat. I, I, I love the choices you can make. Oh, for sure. It, 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 it's kind of like a, a halfway between what it originally was and like Baldur's Gate level choices, right? Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. 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 This this game has good choices. Baldur's Gate showed us what choices really are in a video yeah, game. What real choices are. <laughs> but, but this one does a good job of it. So, yeah. Um, and then the one, last, the one last bullet point I had is they changed healing. So that instead of like, yeah. you know, having having a whole bunch of healing items in your inventory, you you basically pick what type you want and then they just recharge over time. You get Which basically, I yeah. love. I love that. Yeah. I yeah. love it. 
it's a cooldown system. It's, yeah. it's way more intuitive. And like, there's enough. I mean, I don't want to deal with consumables in this game. I really don't. I'm focused on the stories and the yeah. combat. Yeah. I don't want to have to sit and see how many heal packs I have in my imaginary backpack. I really don't. I love the cooldown system for this, and it's it's fair because you can use it a couple times in combat, and that's fine. But when things get really heated and you're definitely over in over your head, it's not going to make the thing easy for you. It's, no. it's still right. challenging. And you're not. And I mean, you're burning through it. But when you burn through the two. The cooldown is not forgiving. Like, yeah, you can't. Yeah. You can't just keep like you got to You got to You got to get yourself. You got to get yourself clear for a few minutes. Yeah, you got to get out of this. Yeah. And it's. Uh-huh. I like it because it's very. You know, you never run out, but you also can't just like face tank an entire area. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Just keep breathing the breathalyzer, and you're you're ready to rock. But they do the same yeah. thing with grenades the... too. I like the grenades yeah. uh, have a, a reload system as well. Yeah. It's not like Skyrim where you eat 20 apples in a pause screen and you're fine. It's not like yeah. that at all. Like, I really like what they did with this. Yeah. What, wow, you, don't, like, you don't sit there and eat 20 apples and heal? I mean. It's just it's like, like, hold on, hold on. Stop shooting, stop shooting. <laughs> Let me drink this five gallons of milk and then we're going to go. I'm going to jump into this good old apple crisp, Cosmo crisp. <laughs> Give me a few seconds to eat this giant pie. That's and, right. Uh, We'll start. We'll get back to the battle. Hey, uh, if I, if if you uh, if you stop attacking me, do you want a slice too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be okay if I shared. You're not hungry. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> this is such a like a Bethesda versus CD Red project like episode all and, of a sudden. <laughs> and we should we should really talk Bethesda at some point because I do love the Bethesda games. I really do. Yeah. Um, I I have hundreds of hours in Oblivion. And I've never completed Oblivion because yeah. the completionist, completionist in me won't let me finish Oblivion. Yeah, I'm the same um, way with Skyrim. Yeah, I think I like those games too. But there's definitely a Bethesda, a Bethesda um, feel to their games. And like when, oh, I, sure. when I tried playing Starfield, I was kind of done with it. It did a lot of what was in Skyrim that I loved didn't translate very well to the space setting, and I was just mm-hmm. kind of done with it. And it felt like how many decades have they been making this kind of game? And it's still the same yeah. stuff. You mean you can't turn I into wish, a space I wish they'd advance a bit more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, I mean, at least in Cyberpunk compared to Witcher 3. Yeah. I loved Witcher 3. And there's definitely the DNA of CD Projekt Red in there in, in Cyberpunk. But there's still drastically different games with different narrative styles. different, oh, sure. Drastically yeah. different combat inventories. I, they, they feel completely different games. And they did a good job with that. Feels like if um, you if you were to fishbone these two games, you would get the skeleton of CD Red Project, but there'd be so much different yeah. directions that it goes in that it's just like the foundation's the same, but it's definitely a different car. Like it's it's a Toyota and a Ford. You know, it's like two yeah, different right. completely two different vehicles. <clears throat> I will say when we're talking Bethesda real quick, um I do like the VATS system in that's in cool. the fall yeah. in the fallout yeah. games i yeah. do like the vat system uh did you played a little bit of starfield did they have a vats type um not by default no but i'm wondering if there's a perk that gives you something like it i okay. don't not out of the great not out of the gate no although i want to say i don't think fallout 4 had the vat system either i, I don't think no i think, I think it, that I, they i think that they uh, went to I think you could still do slow motion, but I don't think you had the select the the targeting. Right. 
Yeah, so it's not quite the same. I think I think Starfield probably has a perk that lets you do something similar to what Fallout 4 did because there's a lot of similarities between 4 and Starfield, but I could be wrong. But out of the gate, no. Okay. Yeah, Fallout well, 4 does have the Vault Tech assisted targeting system. Yeah. Okay. It did have it. Okay. But I think I, I think it was it I think it was simplified if I remember yeah. right. Um mm-hmm. I think it's, it's definitely not with 3 hat for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I think it doesn't isn't Cthulhu, isn't Cthulhuus Jeff a massive Bethesda fan. And if he's still in chat, maybe he can correct us. Um, <clears throat> I know he's a no man's sky fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. And star Fox 64. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So that's the main game. Kind of the big changes that happened in 2.0, you know, avoiding talking about all the bug fixes. Cause if we talked bug fixes, we'd be talking for 12 hours, Another two hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, since you guys have experience with the DLC to a degree, which of you wants to start and let's talk about it. I, I'm not going to start with you if you don't mind charge. So yeah, go ahead. The main, the main difference from first off, I'll, I'm going to say that I'm not going to spoil the story or whatnot, but I think everybody's seen the trailer. Everybody knows Idris Elba is in it. And basically the, the general gist of the mission is you got to save the present, which is the thing. How you go from cyberpunk V the, you know, the Merc for Hire, who's, you know, the whole stuff with Johnny Mnemonic in your head and all that stuff, that to helping the present, bit of a stretch. Um, I didn't quite like the opening to the story and how you get recruited. It's fine, but it, it's a bit cheesy. But once you get past that, the the story is pretty much balls to the wall the entire opening sequence. Like, it never slowed down. I think even Chart Offline, you were saying when you were playing through it, I'm not sure when I can leave or, or take a break. Because yeah. I know everybody's telling me when, it, when I was playing the DLC, make sure you don't do the whole DLC all at once. Take a break. Kind of pace yourself with the regular yep. gameplay of Cyberpunk. I'm like, when do you take a break? Because yeah. se- it's several hours long in the intro, and it does not slow down. And that's yeah. good. It's it's definitely a fast pace. Um, so, but that was it. But it does eventually give you a chance to break, and you get a you get a chance to explore the new area, Dogtown. It's definitely cool. Um, and um, you meet the other characters and whatnot. So I, I did like I did like that once it got past the initial intro. And I did want to say the first boss, mm. without giving any spoilers, it's, it's a vehicle of some kind. That boss fight is dramatically better than anything remotely resembling a boss in the base game. So they, mm. they've definitely taken what they learned from Cyberpunk 1.0. And when they made this DLC, they went in a really positive, cool direction in terms of storytelling and boss encounters for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's definitely a hold on to your fucking butts kind of kind of feel because it's. I was Jake. What do I do, man? I I'm, I feel like I'm going to play this whole thing out. It won't stop, and then all of a sudden, like you get a you get a reprieve. Like there's a there's a space where it's like, oh, okay, now I can leave. Like, and it was right before, yeah. right when you start thinking, I'm never going to get out of here. It it lets you go. Like it literally lets yeah. you go. Yeah. But that the boss fight was one of the highlights of of the first i don't know hour hour and a half of playing the intro of of the uh, uh phantom liberty dlc it's it's cool it's it's cooler than most of the stuff i did in the base game so far i have yet to finish either either of the dlc or the original game at all like i oh okay you I, I spun off game? of it no i spun off of it a couple months ago there was so many this is one of those things where there's too many good games coming out. I think Elden Ring came out and that kind of took away my time and and I backburned it because I was like, we're having fun playing it. The whole bat just this you know running joke that still lives on in the channel is still there and and um 
but there were things about it that I was like, I'm, I'm, it was the Witcher thing. It was the over inundation, the, mm. the, the mission fatigue. I'm like, there's just too much to do and I don't have the time to get it all done. And there's all these other games I want to play. Now I feel like I'm like, it's been a while. I think this and Sea of Stars are the only two games where I've been like thinking about them at work to come home and play them. Like, that's how good this update for Cyberpunk that's been out for three years was, was it was like, oh my God, I want to go home and, and yeah. go drive cars around in the Badlands. I want to go try and get these missions done for Pan Am and for Judy and and see where things are going. Like, and and the honest to God, the graphics also massively improved. And it's such a subtle oh, yeah. thing that you don't realize it until you look back on like an on like what you were playing beforehand. And because we're streamers, most of us are streamers, we can go back and look at our older VODs and be like, shit, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they changed to this. So it's it's so good and it's so much fun and it's been a while that I've been like itching and raring to get home and, and play something and and I can't as much as I'd love to play it on the Steam Deck it just does not do the game enough justice to play it on my Steam Deck I have to play it on PC. Yeah. <clears throat> so I will say good. one of the things with this game is they did increase the minimum requirements for it which yeah. I know kind of pissed me off at, at in the beginning but having gone back to it cuz my computer is like I mean, it was good when I bought it, but it's been it's been quite a while. Right. So if you ran the game, if you ran Cyberpunk at release at like medium or high, today when you go to run it, you're going to be running on low. But that said, when I run the game at low, it looks just as good as it did when I played it at release on medium slash high. Yeah. Like they, they increased the, the requirements, but it still looks good. They just added an extra tier above to take advantage of RTX and stuff. Well, and it's- so there's so there's that. It's the same kind of concept as they did with The Witcher 3, where they came out with right. the HD, right. uh, you know, uh, DLC, right? I mean, they that is a, a huge plus for me with CD Projekt Red is they don't go back and they, they're not like, okay, that's mothballed forever. Right. No, they continue. Like, Witcher 3, how many years? Six years after? They're like, here's oh, an yeah. HD up, upscale. Enjoy, yeah. right? I mean, And it looks you know. fucking good. Yeah. And it's, yeah. you know, it's it's nice. Now, we we co- often complain about... Uh, the three of us didn't. But, but the world as people buying games online that aren't finished, we had a discussion about this in a previous episode, about things just being broken upon release. CD Red Project went and did all this stuff. Now you could you could get the DLC if you wanted to and you paid for it and it was 30 bucks or some shit American or you can not get it and you still get the version 2.0 update for free and right. and yeah. play all the improved stuff. You just don't have the DLC. They just packaged it because the DLC was coming out. So they released it as a bundle kind of deal. But you The Witcher 3, like Sinistar said, you get that stuff six seven years later and it was free none of us had to buy the hd upgrade they're just like oh by the way here we're gonna make this game look better to to fit with modern times because it's still a popular game so and i totally appreciate that they're not like well we're gonna make all these bug fixes we're gonna do all this sif and then you have to buy blank to to get it to work with the rest of your stuff you know you have to get the dlc to get the approval because destiny special or special edition Skyrim special for edition. more money, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Bethesda, looking at you, uh, they didn't like just keep releasing it, and and we just kept buying it. It was like, here's a patch. Oh, there's some DLC. You can get it if you want to, but you get the patch regardless. So it's not like you were forced to go and have a chit chat with Adris Elba to get uh, is, the nicer looking graphics and the improved combat, the uh, uh, car combat. You just got some company, bonus with it. This is a company that 
loves their IP, right? I yeah. mean, they, you can tell, I mean, they're, they're re, they're re, uh, you know, you hear oftentimes remakes of games and you're like, oh, okay, whatever. And sometimes you're like, but like Witcher 1 remake, I loved Witcher 1. I am looking forward to a remake of Witcher 1, right? I'm still reserved on that one, but I mean, I love The Witcher and I'm happy to see what they do with Geralt. I love Geralt. I love his voice actor and I'm happy to see what they do with them. I'll play regardless, but I... I'm with you. Sometimes you see remaster and you're kind of like, I don't know, like, like Super Mario RPG is getting a remake. I hope it's good, but I don't know know if I want that. But you know, Uh, I have a stance about remakes and Dead Space came out and completely destroyed my entire feeling of like, damn it. Uh, This is too, this is so good. And it's so good to the source material. And it's like, they, they made it so awesome. So I'm like torn on that. That's what I think. Cause CD project, like they, you, as I said, you can tell that they love their, their, their intellectual property. They love their intellectual property. And so I really feel like they will give it appropriate treatment. It's not going to get the FF seven. Like yeah. here's a game three times. Like, right. <laughs> you know, I just pulled a Jake. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> It's just, or, it's, and, but it's, it's not pandering. Like you don't, it's well, not so it's, freaking obvious that they're like, here's all this cool shit, but you got to pay for it. Or here's something not, that's reimagined, but you have to pay not, for it. And it's not slapping a coat of paint on it and being like, right. here, buy our game again. Right. No, it's, it's, uh, you know, with dead space, it's the same story, but that entire like field of play is new you just ride along the same story rails right i mean exactly yeah like what this is is it's fixing the reputation of what they damaged when they release this game buggy that's what it is especially for console players if they i mean if they can still play on their other consoles but this to me this kind of redeems that the the studio for future games they bring out that's it i they're also one of the reasons why i will never pre-order a game i'm gonna wait for a release and i'm gonna wait for reviews because of things like cyberpunk and no man's sky I love Hello Games. I love No Man's Sky today, but when that game came out, it was it had issues, and Cyberpunk had the same growing pains. Could they've? I mean, if they given this game an extra year of polish, I think it would have been fantastic. They, I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't. At least they fixed it now, and what they've done now is above and beyond just fixes. Mm-hmm. They reworked the game based on years of feedback, and it's now such a great polished product. Mm-hmm. To me, it almost qualifies for a game of the year considerations. It might actually, yeah. depending on how the story goes in Phantom Liberty, like right. they've they've rebuilt this game in such a fantastic way. Like Witcher Three, you're right; they released a patch that, that polished a hell of a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's great, but this is much more dramatically changed than that. Like the cyberware and system and and the cosmetic, the armor they've changed around, the perks have been redone. Like everything they've done has made this a much better game. And yeah. if you don't care for the expansion, you get it for free if you've already paid for the game, which is great. We uh, we have another game that just came out that is suffering from the, they should have left it in the oven a while longer, and that's City Skylines 2. It is yeah, absolutely it getting, it is absolutely getting trashed. And from all of the stuff I have seen, rightfully so. Um, yeah. And that's a game you know... You know they're going to support it in the long term. You know that the mod scene around it is going to rally behind it. And and you know that five years from now, it's going to be a fantastic, amazing game. Yeah. I just wish they waited a couple more years for that to be to more coalesce. To release it now in such a bad state, 
it's just going to leave a bad taste in a lot of early adopters' mouths. It's right. just, it's just you don't like to see it. Yeah, it and doesn't even, even have. That, sorry, it doesn't even have mod. It doesn't even have mod support yet. Hmm. Like they took mod what? support. How do you release yeah. City Skylines without mod support? That's what made the first one so good. Are you kidding me? Nope. But I mean, even when we sat down and talked about how bad it was, we're like, it's CD Red Project. They're going to fix it. It's going to yeah. get fixed. It's going to yeah, get we fixed. And it's going to be better. Right. And, and well, we knew that. So even spending it early, I, yeah. I, when it's, if it's somebody like that, like you, when you trust somebody as much as you trust like CD Red Project to be like, they're going to yeah. fix it. It's going to be amazing. I'm not mad that I bought it on early access, which is what it should be called. They shouldn't be called yeah. pre-releases. Yeah. They should be called early access because that's what they are. And then whatever they do to fix it, it's going to be good. You know, CD Rep Red yeah. Project is always going to come through and and make it well, better, make it and, right. And talking City Skylines to Paradox, Paradox supports their IP like they always do, right? right. And so we're going to see we're going to see that support come come through. Um, I don't worry about a Paradox game, right? Right. So. Cool. Well, any other topics to talk about in the, in the expansion or anything else? I, yeah. Let me say one last yeah. thing on the, on the expansion stuff. Um, so I, I'm not that deep into it. I don't think Chard, you are either, but no, I just got to age. I've gotten to the point where like, I've gotten to see Idris Elba's character. Yeah. That's and right. my own, my big worry with when it comes to voice acting in video games with celebrities, I usually don't like it. Um, for those who've played the new Mortal Kombat, they have, um, what's her name from, um, Oh, what's Transformers? her name? Yeah. Oh, uh, Megan TNT. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Yeah. She voices one of the characters, yeah. and God, is it awful. It Apparently, is, it is, she just read the lines. Like, she yeah. just... <laughs> like, they had um, Ronda Rousey do a character in the in the uh, other Mortal Kombat, Cassie Cage, and that was really bad, but Megan Fox just blew it away with how shitty the acting is. So that's my worst fear, is, like, there's amazing voice acting talent, and I always, like, say, give them the work. Right. Like sometimes there's crossover, like Mark Hamill actor, famously also a voice actor with Joker and stuff. Like he's a fantastic voice actor. There is crossover, but nine times out of 10, when I see a celebrity is attached to a video game, like Keith or Sutherland as solid stake, I got pissed off. Like go back to David Hayter. Give me the actual voice actor who's trained in this. Mm-hmm. But I will say with Idris Elba, obviously it's for the celebrity casting. They made the character look exactly like Idris Elba, but he acts in it perfectly. Like he, yeah. He did not just read the lines. No, he's like, right it's like a meet him. Yeah. Yeah. It's straight out of a movie. Again, it's not well, like a, a carbon copy. Idris Elba character. It's, it's got a unique style to it. It's a voice yeah. to it. It's him, but it's really well done. And he gives it a full on performance. And like, that's what you want to see. If he quit acting tomorrow, he said, fuck Thor five and not come back. I'm going to be a voice actor and do, do games. Totally cool with that. Like he, he could do it. He's got well, a great voice. I love that. I mean, actor. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's the difference that like, think, think, is there a role that Idris Elba has ever done bad? Right. right? No. Or, and then think, yeah. is there a role that Megan Fox has ever done? Yeah. A lot, <laughs> a lot of them. But I mean, listen, like, like Morgan Freeman, I'm a happily married man, but I'll tell you what, Idris Elba could read the ingredients to frosted flakes to me. And I would be like, <laughs> I'll listen to the whole damn thing, just like yeah. Morgan Freeman. You know, yeah. I would be totally fine with it. And there's a great interview because he's got a good sense of humor about it. And they were yeah. talking to him and he goes, I saw this one. The interview was like, so are you worried about the mod community doing anything to your character's body in the game? And he goes, had a, 
how did Keanu handle it? Yeah. How did Keanu take it? Well, he like at first they're like, you know that the mod community is going to like make it so that like you, they can have sex with you. And, yeah. and he's like, oh, really? And then it's yeah. like the next slide. He's like, how did Keanu take it? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's great. Like, so I, he was knuckles in the Sonic movie. And I thought, oh, what a stupid role for him. And even though it was a bad it role, it. he still nailed it. He nailed it. He still Chris, nailed it. He's he, he is knuckles now. It's I love that guy. He's, By the he's, way, uh, Megan Fox, yeah. we're looking for sponsors, Megan Fox. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, let's reach out to <laughs> We her. could probably afford a Megan Fox, right? Yeah. We can go to yeah. Kenya and get her to read something <laughs> for us. We can't get an Idris, but we can get a Megan. That's yeah, right. we can get a Megan. Yeah, yeah. We're sorry, Idris. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Idris Elba was really fantastic in this game. Yeah. He really he well, really definitely sells that role. I'm looking forward Keanu to seeing was, the story with him and the other character, too. Keanu was... Johnny Everybody. Silverhand is yeah. epic. Everybody yeah, I mean, like this, yeah. this game will eventually become some sort of movie. Cause they did the anime, which was an offshoot. It doesn't have anything to do with your character, but yeah. It, how cool would it be if they were like cyberpunk 2077 with Aegis Elba and Keanu Reeves. And it's like the, yeah. the birth of samurai and it's got rogue and all, all the characters like, you know, and all the actors and shit, I'd be like, I'll fucking go see that in a heartbeat or a Sako goes down. You know, you're like, damn, yeah. I'm there. <laughs> Yeah, there's there are some scenes in Cyberpunk that are still epic, and I, I still remember the meme today. Like when I went through and I did the um, the uh, the parade scene again with yeah. the giant floats that are coming down the city. Like that scene is breathtaking, and it looks even better now. This is a game where I, uh, because of my computer, I was worried about running it. I signed up for GeForce Now, which is their cloud streaming service. And basically, what you, for those who don't know, you pay fifteen bucks a month. You can log into your Steam account on Nvidia servers to play games but you can crank the graphics up because it's on their server. It's their hardware. So I played this game at 4K with RTX turned on and it's fucking amazing looking. Like this game is amazing. This rivals like Blade Runner 2040 that came out. Like it rivals Dune. It rivals all the new modern movies, all the bells and whistles. This game looks amazing and there's a lot of set pieces that are epic. Like the... The side quest with Panam when the with the sandstorm, that whole sequence was yeah. rad. It looked amazing. Like yep. when you're taking down that the prison thing, like just there's a lot of great set pieces in this game. Like even from the opening mission with Jackie and shit, it's really well done. I don't know what they would do in a movie except just copy those scenes frame yeah. for frame because they're so, so well done. As and they are as, so cinematic. As long as they copy Jackie walking into the filing cabinets. <laughs> Or the if car stuck not in, in the ground. Yeah, if that's not in the movie, if Jackie doesn't just say "fuck every file cabinet ever," I'm out. <laughs> you know, if I don't see a know, model T posing in the movie. Then it's what are they even doing? That's what. Yeah, if there's no T pose, you know, you know that if they release this as a movie, there has to be some callback to the jank in the game. There has to. be. I would hope so. Because I'd so. laugh my ass off. I mean, they did the same thing in uh, God, what is that movie with Ryan Reynolds? Uh, oh, Free Guy. guy. That, that movie was hilarious for that kind of stuff. It oh, was yeah. spectacular. So, I mean, yeah. you got to have it. Even if it's a serious movie, just have them T-pose real quick. Hey, even like, Dungeons and Dragons, the movie, had the yeah. jank factor, right? Like, yeah. Like, when, when, Surprisingly uh, good movie. When yeah. uh, what's when the, the fourth best Chris, like, starts to, like, melt, his face starts to melt. Oh, my God. I was laughing my, well, whatever off. Yeah. Or the guy, or the undead dude waiting for his last question. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. my god, I was rolling. I was yeah. dying. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Any other thoughts on the DLC or the game? Give this game another shot. Play it. Play version 2.0. Yeah. It is legit. It yeah, is, even if you, know, you don't get the DLC, yeah. 
try yeah, to just yeah. play the new stuff with the new look and the new additions to things. The perk tree is so much easier to navigate. Leveling up is easier. The game is a little bit easier. It's not. There's still some jank in it. And I just as to be. I expected. just looked. It's uh, it's currently on sale on Steam still. Um, I fucking get it, man. 40, 40% yeah, off for the base game, or if you buy the bundle with the uh, DLC, it's 33% off. Yeah. So yeah. get it. It's so good. It's, it's still good. It's still got the homage and, and CD red project did, did it justice. They absolutely fixed it. I freaking love this game. And if I didn't have to go take care of a puppy, I would probably start playing it as soon as we were yeah, done. I tonight. may, I may be spinning this up after we're done here. So yeah. yeah, my biggest regret this past two weeks is I haven't had much time to play games, and especially not a chance to play Cyberpunk. It's it's really well done, um, and like if you already own the game, there's no reason not to go back and play yeah. it. The um, the DLC is worth picking up just for the, the the improvements in terms of the storytelling, Idris, and the the boss battle was really well done. It's worth playing through again. The DLC gives you an additional ending you can do, from what I understand. Plus, there's also three endings in the base game. Like when I first played this game, I actually got the bad ending and I was pissed. <laughs> but now that it's been a few years, I want to go. I'm going back now and I want to get the better endings. Right? There's three. There's yeah. two other endings I can get. But I'm curious now what changes with the DLC ending yeah. as well. So yeah. there's definitely lots to go back and play this game for. For sure. Yep, for sure. Nice. Well, cool. Any other thoughts, or should we do some housekeeping? No, I will say that this game makes me want to buy the uh, Titan chair that has the cyberpunk stuff all over it. Like that great yellow one and, and the damn table. Yeah, I'm like, damn, these things are so cool. It's a yeah. Nice looking chair. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's part of the reason why I have the yellow arcade stick behind me. And you probably can't see it on my shelf. But I, I have know, a yellow I controller. See it. I, can see it. I have a yellow Xbox controller. And that was because cyberpunk theming at the time oh, I got them. I have bingo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jake pointed at the shelf. I never Jake do that. pointed to the yellow controller. Yeah, that that actually that actually covers four squares because you never actually do it exactly. <laughs> I, you bingo you automatic. That's an yeah. automatic. One. There you go. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's right. <laughs> Cash your voucher. You get to play a free round of Circus Charlie on me. Oh boy. All right. On that Best note, day. we have some housekeeping. <laughs> Let's talk about some great video games like Circus Charlie. Yeah. Uh, you guys can just go first because I'm still looking. Okay. He's so, going to put Circus um, Charlie up there. I guarantee it. He's going to be like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> if you're, if you're new this to the, close. if you're new to the podcast, we've been working through a pre 2005, uh, press B to cancel top 100 that, uh, top 100 games that we think you should play. Uh, we nominate some games each episode as long as they're live. Uh, which this one is. And then um, once we have a compiled list of a hundred or so, we will then start a process of trying to rank those, whether we do that in discussion on the podcast, or if we kind of do like a summary or something, you'll hear about it. But for that, that being said, uh, we have three games to nominate tonight. Chard, why don't you start? I'm going to go back to a classic that I used to play quite a bit that had a banger soundtrack. It was on the Sega Genesis. Um, it was a beat-em-up story-type game. You know what we're talking about, but I'm going to pick Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2 introduced a lot of really cool things into the game from its series. Final Fight was there on the Super Nintendo. It rained for quite a while, but we we discussed it before we started today that Streets of Rage kind of just had its own its own thing like it, it felt it felt like a better beat-em-up game than final fight don't at me i'm just saying this because that's what how we feel also streets of rage had 
Streets of Rage 4 recently, well, not recently, a couple years ago, come out. And, and the game is so solid as Streets of Rage 4 that it continued onward. Um, Streets of Rage 2 added the, uh, like the fire strike attack, and uh, uh, Blaze had her, her little flip kick thing that she did. And then it added Skates and Max, the, uh, the pro wrestler, and then the kid in the rollerblades. And what 90s game is not complete without somebody on rollerblades? Um, none of them, <laughs> if you ask me. It's true. Um, You're not wrong. Absolutely love Streets of Rage 2. I played it religiously. It's got some cool stuff. Did that one have the alien level in it? I think that one had the alien level in it, which was kind alien of a bizarre. Level. Yeah, there's a, there's like a section where it's like a haunted house and they're like fighting off aliens or something. There could be three. I don't know. But all I know is that Streets of Rage 2 was definitely weirder. Yeah, me. it might have been three that had that. But Streets of Rage 2 took the stuff from Run and improved upon it and made it more solid that it, that stuff carried all the way into Streets of Rage 4. Um, so that's how, you know, that's how good it is. So I, I'm going with Streets of Rage 2, uh, added to the T list today. Excellent. Did two have the kangaroo hidden character? That I think was it did. three. Three has is that, that three. Kangaroo. Okay. Yeah. Two, two is definitely, I love two. I know we talked a little bit before the episode. I, I think two is better than one for sure. I like one was great for what it did. I would put one up against Final Fight any day of the week, but I still think two did a lot better. Hmm. Um, I really like, uh, the ROM hacking scene for two. There's like a dozen ROM hacks for that game that are all solid. Like, and there's ones that just swap characters. Like, if you want to play Sonic through Streets of Rage 2, the Ninja Turtles, you can. And they're really good ROM hacks, just adding different characters to it. I really like Streets of Rage 2. Plus, the music is so good. That's oh, when we say Genesis yeah. Sound is better than SNES, or at least I do, Streets of Rage 2 is one of the first games I'll point to. That's one of the only games outside of Sonic that I will agree that it has a banger soundtrack than most of the other games that I've played on the Super Nintendo. Nice. Well, uh, Jake, are you ready or do you want me to go next? No, I got mine now. Okay. Uh, it was Streets of Rage 2, but uh, fuck you, Char, for taking my pick. <laughs> no, it's fine, but you gave me an idea, though, for one. And I'm surprised I haven't mentioned it already. Maybe I was saving it for a daily Final today. fight. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't fight. It's okay, but like, I'm, eh. no. For me, it's it's Double Dragon. So yeah, okay. I'm saying Double Dragon, but I'm also gonna say the Master System version. And I know when we finally talk about the top 100, I'm probably gonna get some pushback on this one. I know the NES Double Dragon is the one most people are familiar with and probably played. But I'm gonna keep pushing that switch that button. That's the the master system version is underrated. It's a fucking hidden gem. I used to speed run it before Brazil took over. It's fine. I'm gonna go back one day and get that fucking record. I'm close. I'm at 13 and a half minutes. I just need to shave off three minutes. It's good. But I love the master system version. Why? Because first off, it's closer to the arcade game in terms of the levels. And it doesn't have that stupid leveling up bullshit that the NES one does. The NES one, you can't do all the moves until you've gotten halfway through the game. Or unless you like glitch the grind on stage two. None of that in the Master System version. Master System, you have all the moves right from the beginning of the game. And that's the way it should be. Uh, it has an amazing soundtrack. It also has more enemies on the screen at once. It can have three enemies on the screen at once. Just like the arcade, I think it was. The NES one, you're restricted to just two. Which is not the same. Um, so I love the Master System version. I wish more people were familiar with it i wish more people would give it a chance chance i think it's a got a great soundtrack for the master system it looks pretty good considering the system you're talking about like we're looking at an 8-bit system and it just looks really good sounds really good and plays really good so for me double dragon on the master system i have a deep connection to that game but it's also i think a good game and i i, I wish the master system was more 
widely adopted in North America and people would have played it more because I know how easily it gets overshadowed by the NES version, but that's my pick. Nice. Nice. I've, uh, I've played a number of double dragon ports and I've enjoyed pretty much every single one. So I think there was an Atari port that was bad though. The, the Atari one might be on the wheel of pain. I'm just going to give you. A oh no. Good thing I finished my game. It was bad. Mine will be done at 11.59 and 59 seconds. You're holding up a whole yeah. episode. I hope you're aware of that. <laughs> oh, right. I'll finish Battletoads some, somehow. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, on to mine. So we have done an episode, so I'm not going to dive into this uh, super deep. But uh, my game is Prince of Persia. I am nominating the original Apple II release. Uh, I looked. I think it's the only Apple II game that we have on the list. Um, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I think we have some Commodore 64 that probably would also have been on the Apple, but Oh yeah. Ghostbusters was definitely on the Apple. Uh, Prince of Persia, uh, rotoscoping, um, animations were really cool. Came off of the back of Karatika or Karatika, however you pronounce it. Um, I mean, decent story for being a 60 minute game and it's timed. Um, <laughs> has some cool, uh, you know, uh, uh, I guess I would say fuck around and find out some leaps of faith, stuff like that. But, uh, and then at one point you meet your nemesis and that's a really cool, uh, little bit. So we did an episode on it. I'm not going to dive into it. If you're interested in Prince of Persia and want to know more, yeah, go listen to our episode or watch our episode, but I needed to put that on the list. One of the more influencing games on the industry, for sure. I mean, I was watching a streamer I like to watch, MRR Knight. He's been, he was playing through Tomb Raider earlier this week. And just seeing the way Lord Croft runs and jumps straight out of Prince of Persia mm. translate to 3D. Like, it's, mm. it couldn't be more clear of an influence. And I think they even mentioned that in, in interviews. Mm. So, like, I mean, that game's impact runs deep in the industry. Like, huge. It's definitely one that needs to be in the list. Yeah. Like, do we have Karatika on there? I don't know if we have Karatika on there. I don't think we have Karatika. I don't think we do. No, I think Prince of Persia is the better pick. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Mechner, uh, what, how, however you pronounce his name, um, really did kind of build on on Karatika. Karatika is a great game. I, uh, I yeah. mean, it's 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 janky today, but back in the day, it was it was amazing. So, yeah, but Prince yeah. of Persia brings that narrative to it. As simple as a story as it is, it's still a story, and it kind of gives you the, the theming to it. Karatika, you're just a karate dude on an island, so. <laughs> You're trying to save the princess or whatever. Karate way, dude yeah. on an island was my Halloween costume this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> he carried around the island with him. It was great. It did. It <laughs> I, uh, I do want to point out since we're talking Karatika, um, I always thought it was funny because when you get to the very end and you go to rescue the princess, there are two stances. There's a running stance and there's the karate stance. If you walk up to her in the karate stance, she kicks you in the head and kicks your ass. One kick and she's she's finished you off. How is she a prisoner? Wow. You have <laughs> beat the end boss at this point. And she That's funny. Yeah. Anyway. 
No. She just wants a point to prove, just to see if you would actually come and save her. That's all. That's there, all there, it is. Oh, that's there it is. is. There it is. Also, yeah. also a point to prove a segue. Jake actually does a pretty recent video on a playthrough of Karatika, the new. It's a newer version of it. Go check that out. It's yeah. on Press B to Cancel. Yeah. He does some cool commentary about it. He plays like the original and then the newer version or a remaster version of the whole thing. And, and he does kind of a breakdown and everything. Stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really yeah, that's neat. the um, Digital Eclipse did a, a really fantastic compilation. Uh, the golden the gold the gold master series that they started doing. And uh, yeah, they did a whole thing on Caretico with behind the scenes interviews and all that all that awesome stuff. Prototypes. It's it's fantastic package. And yeah, there is a remastered or a remade version of Karatika as well. And it it's a great way to play that game. Mm. And it holds up. And you get to I think they didn't include the the NES version, I think, and the uh, Atari seventy eight hundred version. But having played those outside the package, I understand why. Because <laughs> they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but the but the Apple one is fantastic. I love the Apple one. Oh, for sure. Let's and let's remind everybody that Sinistar picked Prince of Persia, not Karatika. We're just going on a tangent about it. Prince of Persia is good, too. We have a whole episode where we just raved about that game. Yep. So it's, that's a good one. Rotoscope. Rotoscope. All right, gentlemen. This has been awesome. Uh, it always is. Yeah. It always is. The takeaway, go play Cyberpunk. Go play Cyberpunk. Yeah. Dude, give it another whirl and, yep. and enjoy yourself. All right. Well, I have been Sinistar. I think the other two have been themselves as well. So, um, they have not still in your head telling you to burn things. That's just that what we're going to do. Fantastic. (laughs) All right. Thanks guys. Down with Arasaka. Thank you.